Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, March 8th. I'm Anthony Grassi. CBS headliner Dennis Dodd sources some info from the January meeting of the NCAA Board of Governors. First, the NCAA has paid 100% of the attorney's fees associated with the Alston case after initially asking the conferences to pick up 90% of the tab. And second, the remaining five men's basketball cases currently moving through the IARP, that being Louisville, Arizona, Kansas, LSU, and Memphis, are expected to be heard and resolved in 2022. A wide-ranging interview with UCF AD Terry Mahajer includes thoughts on the student-athlete experience, emotion around the Knights' brand, the move to the Big 12, what the future holds for the department, and more. Mahajer saying, I want to grow. We want to be an exceptional university. I want to be an exceptional athletics department. We want to strive to be an AAU. I want to win conference championships and national championships. I want to be looked at as a strong scholar-athlete institution, constantly placing student-athletes in academic awards, along with athletic awards. And I truly believe that we can do that. I think going into the Big 12, the next two years is going to be a little challenging. Like I said earlier, we're striving in the next two years to try to be in the top half of the Big 12, and we'd like to be in the top third. We're going to be probably launching our initiative called Mission 12 in the next month and to show people kind of a little bit where we are and where we want to strive to be to give our fans and Night Nation a little bit more of a barometer to how far we have to go still. You know, just to compete in the top half of the Big 12, we're probably going to have to generate another $18 million a year in revenue. College Athletics and the Law Editor Claudine McCarthy profiles Women Leaders CEO Patty Phillips, who discusses several topics, including how to lead during times of crisis. Phillips emphasizes the importance of quickly disseminating information, saying, you have to have a plan for how you consume information and what information you consume. Great leaders know that change and evolution are part of leadership and sustainability in any role, program, or business. The problem right now is that it all seems to be happening at once. In general, administrators and leaders need to be prepared to face the reality that the business of college sports is changing. It will not look the same in two to four years as it does now. That is wildly unsettling and logically really hard, but there are also opportunities to be found in all change. Georgetown head men's basketball coach Patrick Ewing tacked on a three-year extension following last year's Big East Tournament Championship, which means he has four years left on his deal after this season. All three of the additional years come with a base salary of $3.95 million. According to Hilltop Hoops, if Georgetown were to fire Ewing in either of the next two seasons, they would owe Ewing three years guaranteed salary. The latest from Jackson State head football coach Deion Sanders as he wonders what happened to the $1.5 billion in emergency funding for HBCU schools that made headlines in the early stages of the pandemic. Sanders saying, during the pandemic, you heard all the Fortune 500 businesses say, we're going to do this for HBCUs, we're going to do that. Where did the money go? Where did the change go? I haven't seen any change. I want to know where did it go? I'm hearing all these endowments to all these HBCUs, where did it go? Somebody raise their hand and say, okay, we did get the check and this is what we did. I haven't heard that yet. On the Southern Heritage Classic scheduling arrangement, Sanders says, it's a hustle. 
we're losing money tremendously. This particular classic that you're talking about, first of all, why would two colleges need a promoter? You're two colleges and you have ADs, why would you need a promoter? That's number one. Secondly, I think the fee was like over 30 years, $6 million. That's peanuts. So by the time you take seven buses for the band, four buses for the players, a couple buses for people, assistance, hotel accommodations, food, you're out of that. That's 180, 200 grand. You're out of that. So you didn't make nothing. You really came up there on a blank trip. We got to stop that foolishness. The first thing we need to take care of as HBCUs is the business aspect of everything. And that's something we're changing right now. We're taking care of business. The latest Athletics Veritas wonders if there could be synergy around the idea of adding corporate logos to uniforms in a revenue splitting mechanism with student athletes. Noting, even if college teams would garner only 2 to 3% of these high water revenue marks of NBA and major international soccer franchises, that could still lead to seven figures in found money. Of course, student athletes may also have keen interest on if and when the NCAA may revisit its playing rules restrictions on in-game uniform logo sponsorships. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, March 8th. I'm Anthony Grossi, and be sure to check back in this afternoon.